You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bobby Belt is on his way to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. After today's show, this is Sean and RJ on your home of the Cowboys and <clears throat> excuse me, Cowboys and Rangers 1053 the fan. But Bobby Steven Jones spoke to the media for a second time yesterday. What were some of the headlines? I mean, I think the biggest headline coming out of this is he he had a lot of the normal things he might say about Tony Pollard's contract situation, talked about Mike McCarthy, that's all great. Uh, you know, talked about, hey, we're going to try and work on extensions this offseason for guys. Then he got to the part about Tyron Smith, which we've talked on this show. Brian and I talking to people for, for several weeks now have talked about how Tyron Smith is not long for this Cowboys world. And Todd Archer, who's very connected, the other day had an article where he listed Tyron Smith as one of the guys that's gone, is on the way out, that they're, they're going to move on from uh, or that he anticipated they would move on from. And then Stephen Jones stands up there yesterday and makes it sound like Tyron Smith is coming back. We really hadn't yet. I mean, we you know obviously getting our hands around the best way for us to um, move forward. You know, when we got you know a guy like Terrence Steele coming off you know a major injury. Uh, obviously, Tyron's ultimate team player uh, to raise his hand said, "I want to move over and help the team at right tackle." That's what he played in college. I mean, I think he's comfortable there. Um, but, you know, it's a good problem to have. I mean, in this league, you look at offensive line injuries and, uh, you know, all the challenges that teams have. I guess the biggest takeaway from our meetings was you can't have enough of these guys. I mean, you need these big offensive linemen if you want to, you know, if you want to protect your quarterback, which all 32 do, uh, you know, then you can't have enough of these guys. So there's really not a lot of conversation to have with Tyron other than, you know, he'll, he seems like he's very content to do whatever helps the team. So you expect him back, Yes. Sweet. What a very selfless approach from Tyron Smith. You have him as a backup swing tackle coming off the bench. Why is this the number one headline? We got a nice reserve future Hall of Famer in 77. Because he's not a reserve in this scenario. The Cowboys are talking about him like he's uh, going to start at left tackle uh, next year. And I asked I asked Broadus yesterday. I said, right now, if I made you project 2023 week one, everybody's healthy roster trying to project roster changes and everything else who's starting at left tackle next year and brian says after today it, i think it's going to be tyron smith off of these comments from steven mm-hmm. yep it's one thing i didn't hear it, steven talk about tyron starting it's what i heard it, about i heard steven talk about tyron doing what's best for the team which to me says ventral <laughs> well and there's that's not best for the team well there there was also the li- starting is not best for the a team. little bit later on, and we don't have this cut in there but a little bit later on he was talking about you know, the the uh, Tyler Smith and how he played last year 
And he said, you know, one of the great things about Tyler Smith, too, with with the the guys we have here in Terrence Steele and Tyron Smith is that Tyler can play left guard. And that gives us a lot of uh, flexibility. And so they're talking as if he's going to that Tyron's back. He's playing left tackle. Oh, my God. And this to me, Tyler Smith playing left guard is you play Byron Jones at safety for the first three years of his career all over again. Yes. He was better at left tackle than left guard last last year. Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele were both better than Tyron Smith by a decent margin last year. I'll I'll wait to hear from Mike today. I'll I'll wait. I I don't think the Jones boys have any clue what anybody plays or who the hell anybody is. (laughs) Steven Steven carries more weight. I hear Steven click. I just just tune it out. I tune it out. I mean, the same thing with, you know, I, I listen to Jerry. I listen to Mike. Steven... I, he's, he's the Wait, you listen GM. to Jerry? Jerry for the entertainment value. Okay. And if I want to hear some football stuff, I listen to Mike. <laughs> if, you, if you, Jerry saying it a month ago at Senior Bowl is one thing. Oh, we expect Tyron back. Yeah, we, we, we totally think he's going to be back. That's one thing. You go, okay, Jerry, you guys haven't had meetings yet. You're, you're, you're always going to talk glowingly about the guys. So we understand that. that that's not necessarily indicative of anything. Talk about Steven saying this saying it at Combine, after they've had personnel meetings, that's indicative of this is what they're planning to do. There's a uh, phrase that RJ Choppy likes to use on this show. It starts with a P. Can we uh, say that word on the air? Yes, we can. Oh. Uh, progress oh. stopping. Stopper. Yep. Progress stopping. And this would be criminal. Mm-hmm. This would be over-loyalty that the Dallas Cowboys are known for. They are. are you they- freaking kidding Tyron Smith cannot start at left tackle. This is over. This era is done. Rip the page out. Depending on what happens with Terrence Steele, maybe right tackle. Don't put Tyler Smith at guard. We've we've left. We've left the nest. He's out of the nest. Let him fly. Something's changed. Something changed from six weeks ago. Because six weeks ago, you talked to people around this team. And, Joe Philman being gone? Uh, Philbin. Yeah, Philbin. Philbin. That's right. That's right. Uh, Joe Philbin could be part of it. Maybe Mike Solari, the new offensive line coach, came in here and said, Solari. no, I, I want I want Tyron Smith here. And I think that our best combination is Tyron Smith. Maybe maybe Mike oh. Solari comes in and goes, I don't like Connor McGovern. I don't want Connor McGovern resigned. And so the Cowboys go, okay, well, we got to come up with another plan. We don't want to necessarily use a first-round pick on a guard. So, <laughs> so let's move Tyler Smith inside. So now the Cowboys, so the one thing they do, they always do, Sean, is, is like you said, they always are overly loyal. And now they give some other coach too much power. I just, I just I'm going to choose not to believe Bobby. I think his interpretation Me. has to, yeah. I think your interpretation, your translation has to be off. Has to be incorrect. If they listen to the O-line coach on who to keep and not the GM or the personnel director, um, all is already lost. Well, the O-line coach should be telling you who is playing or practicing best. I mean, he is the O-line coach. Yes, he should tell you who's practicing and playing best. They are neither currently practicing nor playing. Here's Stephen Jones on the difficulty of moving on from veterans like Tyron and maybe Zeke. And it's just, it's always very difficult when you have to make a very difficult business decision that happens to be a consensus in the organization. I mean, it's tough. I mean, let go of an Emmett Smith, a DeMarcus Ware. I mean, those are things that you always lose sleep at night before you do it because you're wondering if you're doing the right thing. I mean, these are great competitors. Uh, the two you just mentioned were Hall of Famers. I mean, you always second guess yourself uh, when you're letting go, you know, those type of players. 
Uh, Trucker.com text line. This family business crap is killing us, and <laughs> they could not be more right. It is. It's a family business, and they've got to stop running it like a family business. They've got to be much more um, you know, uh, with the times, A, uh, you want to say cutthroat fine, but this this whole, like if you've got, if you have Zeke and, and Tyron Smith in this team next year, I mean, just pack it in as in terms of starters. Just pack it in at, at the cost that you're paying them. What else jumped out, Bobby? Stephen Jones at the Combine. You know, the there there's positive news, positive developments on Terrence Steele, sticking with offensive line stuff. Um, it sounds like, I, I mean, with certainty, Stephen Jones said Terrence Steele will be ready for training camp. That that's not even a question. Talked about how he's ahead of schedule. That's all good news. And the juxtaposition between how Stephen is talking about Tyron there. Where it's like, yeah, we expect him back. You know, all this. And and Jerry last month said the same thing about Tyron. Also said the same thing about Zeke. I expect Zeke back. We want to make this work. Blah, blah, blah. The contrast to how he talked about the future of the running backs was very different. It was not committal at all to Ezekiel Elliott. And those are things that we'll have to, you know, obviously work through as we move forward. I mean, we hadn't finalized any decisions yet uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you know what that's going, what that room's going to look like. But uh, you know, Zeke's a tremendous competitor. Uh, you know, he's you know a guy that uh, you know he's just a great teammate and a great competitor and a guy that you know obviously he's making a lot of money. He knows that and. Obviously, Tony Pollard's up for free agency, so that's a challenge. But uh, we'll work through that. That's a lot less committal to Zeke than they were with Tyron. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but I, I mean that—that's so. yeah. So you're it is it's telling for Tyron. I'm saying it's telling for both of them because we walked yeah. into this off season. I think everybody felt like those are two of the guys that are gone. Other notes around the NFC East, of course, the New York Giants cut the disastrous signing that was Kenny Galladay, so that's over and done with in New York. Ron Rivera, <laughs> he was at the podium when the Dan Snyder story dropped yesterday about possible bank fraud. And he's like, I was in meetings. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, bank fraud. And he's like, I'm just here to find football players. How okay? Nate Oates of him. How Nate Oates of him. <laughs> God, good call. And then he also said, yo, thank God Ron Rivera. Thank God someone said this because I brought this up the other day. He's like, Sam Howell is not our starter right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's in the mix. He's entering the offseason as QB1. He's going to compete. Quote, he's not our starter. Uh, so that's what's happening around the rest of the NFC East. Also, I had something here for Filthy. Oh, Sirianni taking shots. Ripping shots, shots at a bar. Shots, 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 shots. I shot. didn't see that. Shotgun oh, yeah. beers. Somebody tagged us in it. He was at a bar in Jersey hanging out with Eagles fans, and they've got these videos of him just, like, pounding shots with Eagles fans. Wow. Uh, did he cry during it? Uh, Eagles attack the shots. He attacked the shots. Eagles uh, regard CJ Gardner Johnson as a high priority. Uh, He might be looking to become one of the highest paid safeties in the league, which would be hard for the Eagles to keep. Overrated. Uh Big time overrated. That dude, everything anybody ever said about Trayvon Diggs getting burned and just being a ball hawk, that's. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Leonard Fournette has been cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dolphins have yet to pick up the fifth-year option on Tua. And John Lynch was talking about other quarterbacks outside of Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Maybe a little QB window shopping. Yeah, because what was it? It was just a month ago or whatever it was, whenever they had their – it was less than that, I guess, when they had their 
uh, postseason press conference, him and Kyle Shanahan. You remember they were talking about, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be back next year, but we're confident Brock Purdy's timeline. Trey Lance will be back. We're all we we all feel really good about this. Their tone changed uh, because yesterday John Lynch said we may have to look at the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from whatever may happen. It's like yeah. okay, well then, because Brock Purdy has not. I heard it uh, driving in. I was toloing. And I heard one Amy Lawrence and uh, yeah, yeah. That's Peyton's uh, fantasy football team. Amy Lawrence. Oh, we lost. Um, Thank you. She, she had said um, that one of the notes that John Lynch, I mean, she played this clip of John Lynch talking that he still hadn't had the surgery yet. I right. guess still because the swelling hadn't gone down on his arm. Meister told him to go home. Yeah. And he said like, nope, swelling's got to go down before we can even operate on this. And so I'm guessing that's part of what's changed their perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Jimmy's surgery, uh, they it took longer with his shoulder to to, to heal up last year. Uh, so, like, you know, are there options? Are are Tannehill, Carr, well, maybe Tannehill, Rogers, uh, Geno, or Draft? But those are the options. I mean, I mean, they just need a warm body. Shanahan needs a warm body at quarterback and they'll win games. What was it like seeing the Mavs lose courtside next to Rick Carlisle yeah. at the AAC? I'll give you all the stories from sitting at the Mavs game next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here comes Luca, driving on Miles Turner. Around him and found the lock. And that's the game shooting the corner threes. The Mavericks have quickly climbed that mountain. And they lead this game 79-78, timeout Indiana. That was the call on Bally. They would ultimately lose it on another Last second possession, one and four, with the birthday boy Luka Doncic and Kyrie together. Sean, RJ, and Bobby, shout out to the 6 a.m. club right here on 105.3 The Fan. So I was uh, fortunate enough to be at this game last night. Well. Thanks to uh, my buddy Samir, told me, come on, let's go. And I was like, no, weeknight, 7.30, maybe 76ers, Thursday, 6.30. And he's like, no. You're invited to the Pacer game. So I was like, okay. Mm. Rick Carlisle, try to sell. I knew the seats would be great. Uh, and it was right under the basket on what? the floor. Fantastic. One complaint about the seats. The baseline camera guy is set up right there. And one of those little chairs on the ground with the back. 
and this humongous camera is literally halfway in your lap. These seats apparently go for like 4K a pop. And by the way, the money associated with this radio station, as I continue to be surprised by the money uh, that many of our coworkers have. Last night, of course, ran into, uh, you know, Tim McMahon, Chris Arnold saying what's up. But then Ari Temkin coming on over, getting in trouble with security. Josh Clark. Whoa. Derek Holland, which, you know, I had to big dog him. Uh, what? Tolbert Garage Door comes up and steals my hat. He's sitting right behind. Everyone is sitting within like seven, ten rows at this game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can only be here because I got this ticket for free. But Josh Clark's got a mini plan. And Ari Temkin is over there sitting by the Mavs broadcast. And I was just like, where, where, where's all this money? Tolbert Garage Door is there every single game. I was impressed. Dave Wishnu, of course, but he's an attorney, so it was a uh, it was a Tolo outing. Very nice out there. But if I paid that amount of money for this seat, I I would have a humongous complaint with this humongous camera halfway into my lap. That's part of the experience you pay for, though, right? No, I th- I think it is. I mean, I don't you, pay- you want to get sweat on. You want to have you want to you want to have everything that's happening right there courtside. Yeah, you, that's you- fine if a player sweating on me. I don't need a. Cameo VH3000. I get it. Uh, sitting there in my chest. You don't even like airplane seats coming back. Like, what do they allow it now? 16th of an inch. Uh, airplane like seats coming yeah. back one centimeter. You pay 4K a pop and you have that thing right there in your space. Very, very, very bad. Do you think they have, like, when you buy those tickets, do you think there's a note that says something like partially obstructed view? <laughs> right. Oh, they, they, oh. Do the, they do those for yeah. other things, but it, do they count a cameraman who would be walking around as a partial obstruction? They do count the basket. So, like, if you, so I've, uh, you know, I, 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 but I, if I ever sit, like, uh, baseline, but, you know, up a little bit, they'll count the basket as an obstructed view. Like, it'll, it'll say on the ticket you're behind the basket. So, it's just, I mean, it's just a different world. It's so freaking cool. A lot of times when I'm watching on TV, I'm like, how does the refs see this foul call? Like, how? And and you can you can see everything. I mean, when a, when a wrist is mm-hmm. grazed, I thought there was some bad officiating last night, by the way. Um, but just the communication, uh, the ease at which these guys play, I think it's the best sport up close. I've never sat on the glass at hockey. Obviously, at football, you can't get that close. Uh, but I, I think it's the best sport up close that there is. I can't compare it to the stars at the AAC. Hockey is much different uh, and enjoyable in person for me than it is on television. But I love sitting next to the visitors' bench as well. I was just focusing on Rick Carlisle to start off the scowl, mm-hmm. you know, the stare as Carlisle is just walking around like he hates everyone in the entire world. And right before the game, Luca. Icy relationship between the two, apparently. Uh, Luca kind of gave the, hey, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge you. And then during that run, that basket from Bullock that Peyton played, Luca looks over and, man, he never stops talking. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about complaining, um, but Luca looked over to the Pacers bench and he's like, call timeout. You may need, you may want to need to call a timeout. And I looked up the scoreboard. And I'm thinking in my mind, Mavs are up ten, Mavs are up thirteen. No, it was like tied. It was like Lucas talking mm-hmm. this trash. Call a timeout. Stop the bleeding off a tie game. Carlisle didn't seem too pleased over that. And then 
some of the Tolos called Carlisle, like, inciting the Mavs fans, like, bring it. Come on. <laughs> keep talking. So these were some of the early observations of being right there under the bucket. Um, I will say, hockey on the glass, it depends on where you are. If you're center ice, it's actually terrible because, like, the glass will kind of blur your view if you have to look down the ice on either side. But if you're behind the net, amazing. But how do I see the other side? Is it too far away? No, it's it's fine. I mean, you, it's, it's far away, but, I mean... It's far away on the other side of an NBA. You're closer to the action in hockey on the on the glass just because there will be set a point where somebody, you know, chart you know, goes into the glass on you and you feel it. Like you feel it. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, but you know, NBA courtside is you know, baseball down low uh is really, really cool, but you're not as close. And then football, I mean, football, if you're on the if you're front row of football, you've got the player standing in front of you. I hate baseball. Like on the the very lowest. I don't level. like it either. I like I, to be the second. And level. I and I hate. I actually. Hate, I know most people prefer it. I guess this is just from years of being conditioned watching the game on, on TV. I hate sitting behind home plate. Like like when I've sat back behind the netting, I really hate the perspective that I see of the game. Like I prefer to be sitting, you know, in the outfield. Like I've always loved the outfield seats because really? I, yeah, because I can see the pitch come across. And so I feel like I've got a direct line of sight for. Like I said, it must be conditioning from where cameras have been. Uh, I'm trying to think what's the closest I've ever sat in an NBA game. I was, I went, I was in Denver the year they won the title. Ooh. And well, no, this is awful. They lost this game. They were up like 15 with three minutes left, and Aaron Aflalo hit a buzzer beater. They lost the game. It was awful. I had to walk out of there in Mavs gear, getting heckled the whole time. Uh, but I was like the, I had splurged on seats to where we were the second row behind the Mavs bench, so you could hear all the all the trash talk that people were throwing at the Mavs players and their their trash talk back to the fans and stuff like that. And so that was pretty cool. But I've never I've never had Sean Sharif seats. So I just wanted to pay attention to Luca. I'm like, how much I wanted to hear, you know, I, I want to hear the trash talk. I want to hear what he's saying to these referees. And more so than complaining to the referees, what I noticed the most by far, he's just addicted to talking. He's the Uber driver who won't shut up. He's the person you get caught in the conversation. And I don't know if he's like this off the floor. He's addicted to talk. He would, I'm convinced he would rather retire than, and I'm just talking with anyone. He wants to joke with the other players. He wants to talk to a ref during every single break and play. He he obviously has a lot of joy playing, you know, but he never stops ever talking, ever. And he was looking to trash talk nonstop. Uh, and he's cutthroat with it. He It was like the third bucket of the game, and he gave a glare over to the Pacers bench. He wanted to take a mental note of who was celebrating. Like, is there anyone here trash-talking? Is there anyone here that I can target for the rest of this game like he did that assistant coach uh, a few weeks back that got him going? Uh, player fouls, Luca will look at the player and go, you know you hit me. You fouled me. You know you did. It was, it was across the wrist. Like, he just commentates everything. He commentates everything. He comments on everything. So I thought that was uh, very, very interesting while he was uh, out there. Uh, Derek Holland uh, mm. was hitting me up. And oh, he yeah. said, he went like this. Mm. You want a drink? And I raised, I said, I have a beer. Thank you, though. And he goes, no. He goes, shots. Halftime. I was like, cool. I'll see you. I'll see you down here. I'll see you in the Patron Club in the back. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, I, I can't get into the Patron Club. Uh, meet me in the Jack Daniels Club. And I was like, <laughs> no. 
not making Why can't he get he's always he's always gets in the patrol club. Why can't he get in now? I don't know. I don't know. We did uh he did make sure to send along uh Peyton and Ryan. He did, he did make sure to send, send along. A what? He did make sure to send along for you. Along. Since you since you couldn't be there to take shots with him, he did make sure to send video for you to see him taking shots. All right, guys. I uh, invited Sean to come out here and take a shot with me at halftime, but he chose not to. I got the shot. He didn't want to show up, so I guess I don't have any friends. Thanks a lot, Sean. <laughs> Gonna go home. Gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> awful long time to take that shot. I mean, that was a sip. Here's what I hated, though. Like. I didn't realize uh, halftime was lightning fast. Yes. First of all, it it took forever to, you know, everyone, um, you know, lines up to try to walk out of there. The Patron Club is like this underneath downstairs place where there's like a buffet of food and free drinks uh, if you have access to it. And I was all happy. I mean, that's the reason to get there to the game early. You go in there, you have your drinks, they pour them heavy. Buffet, Peyton, it's a dream world. It's fantastic. And then halftime, they change it out, you know, from the for the fish and the, and the pork entrees to hot dogs at halftime for a nice little snack. Um, but, man, I went in there. The line was through the door. Couldn't even stand in line. Got one drink. And by the time I was walking back, they had roped off the area where the players run out. Mm-hmm. And they're running out. I'm sitting there standing there for like five minutes. I'm walking back to the seats. They're on the floor. I was like, are they not warming up? Are they not doing anything? It was lightning fast. Yeah, it's quick. It's quick. They said as soon as the last buzzer hits, uh, they will set that clock at 16. And the players are out there with four to go on the clock. They're if out I would have went and met Holland for the shot, I would have I would have missed the whole third. Walking, uh, yeah, you you know, walking all the way where, where I had to go to meet him. Yeah. To the uh, middle class. To the middle class. <laughs> exactly. But... Man, it's just like flying first class, right? Like you get in first class one time, and it's 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 just miserable and bitter to go backwards. It's just miserable, and then you sit in these seats, and it's it's just it's, it's I, different. I, I can't fathom it. Yeah, it's 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 totally different. I mean, it's not like it's not something I would pay for. No. Um, and then like every game, I think I, I think I would, because you know, doing like uh, doing legends games on the court, it was just I thought I thought it was too close at times, like to be able to get a good vantage point of what I was seeing. Uh, but you do see things so differently down there. Mm-hmm. You see things. You, you hear things that you don't normally hear. You see things. Like you said, you see foul calls that you can you normally wouldn't see on TV. Uh, so it's cool. I mean, it, it's one major, major, major complaint I do have uh, that I got to call you out for, Sean. You cannot wear a hoodie in those seats. Why? That is a dress shirt. Or a like some kind of a regular casual shirt. You can't you can't wear. A, I looked. You, I, there was no other hoodies there. You cannot wear a hoodie. It's sitting see, first row. Uh, you see, have a responsibility to the glitterati to not wear a hoodie in those seats. See, the difference between you and I is I don't sell out and just change who I am. I don't just Ooh. say. I don't just say. Oh, 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 we'll pick out my wardrobe. I'm gonna change. No. I went in a Your Appreciated sweatshirt. I represent the brand. I'm Pat mm. McAfee Jr. So I had to go represent the show. Uh, I had to. I'm not going to put on a dress shirt and that go sit down shirt. there with these with these with these wannabes with these uptown snobs. I don't. I don't need to try to go ahead and fit in. I don't care about that. I wore jeans. That was that's enough. fine. I wore That's jeans. fine. Yeah, jeans are great. Yeah, I don't need to be a dress shirt. I'm not wearing a collar shirt. I'm not wearing buttons. 
I walked right into Nick and Sam's like that, and people were looking at me sideways. It just showed I was more important. I could walk in and get away with this in a steakhouse. Rock a Henley. Get a Henley shirt. What's that? That's one of those, like, uh, you know, like, uh, it's, a, it's like a T-shirt, but it's got, like, three or four buttons here. No collar. Uh, or, you know, it's, a, you know, the Dexter shirt. Uh, you know, get, rock a man in quarter zip. Something like that. Manning quarters. Get a Manning quarter zip out there. Whatever. Would you? Whatever would you? To. Would you have accepted him wearing a dress shirt? What if you compromised? He wore a dress shirt, but he Chris Sims buttoned the top button. No, <laughs> I'd rather him go shirtless than, than <laughs> ever button the top button. That's 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 despicable. And then Bobby got me with the depressing cell phone slow mo back into my pocket <laughs> for the just, final shot. He's just as soon as Kyrie was just like. Uh, I, had it out, back I had it out for Kyrie, and then I was like, oh, there it is. Right there is. I'm standing up. I'm standing up. Oh, Bullock actually hit a shot right there. Bullock. Bullock. It's wonderful. Yeah, you're all over SportsCenter and everything this morning. Yeah, right all over it. 877-881-1053. Chuckwork.com text line to hit us up right here on DFW Sports Station. The dumbest team in America strikes again. And you're going to hear Tom Brady's first attempt at stand-up comedy next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Headlines coming up at 7 o'clock. We'll chop it up during the expressway here on DFW Sports Station. Peyton, any more correspondence with Jane Doe after our uh, dating recap segment yesterday? Just silence. Just Zero. Silence. Maybe she's thinking about it. Yeah, or maybe her uh, Tolo brother is talking to her, giving her some advice. But you did not reach out. I did not reach out. Good. We're focused on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you got to focus on Friday, man. We're moving forward. Who was the Friday date? Without going uh, into too much detail. Yeah, it was a Bumble date, you know, someone I met on Bumble. So we've been talking for a couple of weeks now and stuff. But First date. Yes, yeah, yeah. We have not met in person yet. Um, but, you know, I might have the vibe that maybe she was listening because um, her, her texts have gotten a little shorter since yesterday. Now, now I might be overthinking it, but. No. I mean, I, I, well, did you, knows, already, knows. did you already drop the radio card on her? I did. I did it for the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But I, I don't know. She hasn't brought it up yet, so she can't really be that upset if you guys haven't even met. 
Sorry, starting out with jealousy. I mean, do you assume, do you have to assume that everyone is talking to a bunch of people? Shouldn't you assume that if you're you're on these apps? If you're on the apps, I would assume you're thinking, oh, this person may have gone on two or three other dates this week. Exactly. Exactly. Or this day. I I think if if you go out on Friday night, I think it's fair to assume she may have had a lunch date with somebody else. Right. I've Mm. done that before. I've I've, I've done two in one night. Yeah. I bailed on one uh, to head to another one. I'm like, this is lame. This sucks. I'm out of here. Uh, and I went and met with someone else. Dang. But if I listened, if I was the other girl, the Friday girl, and listened to the past two days, the amount of detail and the way we were like hyping it up a little bit and, you know, really getting into the segment, I could be, I would be maybe turned off like, wow, he, he really cares about this. He's really putting a lot of attention in her. Why is he even going out with me? I could see her feeling that way. Yeah. If you, if you want to blame us for that one going wrong, you can. Uh, not not the other one, but you know what you say there. You just go, it's all it's all a show, babe. We're 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 creating content over here. Yeah, that's, that's what you it want is. To be part of the content. Let's go on a date. So Amanda has been cool with that. The only thing I've learned that I can't do is like the secret recording with her. That's <laughs> that's been taken off the table. It like every every other thing. Her my mother in law used to call her back and they do you hear what he's saying? Do you, do you, are you fine with him going on these road trips with the way they're talking about? And then one of her other friends, uh, Tasha, don't be a snitch. Ooh. Tasha, Tasha, back in the day, she'd be like, you hear the way he's talking? They judge, they're talking about models and, and you know, who they grew up liking. And, and she's like, guys are talking about girls that they find attractive. Exactly. Oh, crazy idea. Well, that is. Exactly. So my wife has been absolutely cool with that. But the secret recording, she does not want to be embarrassed. Yeah. I wish she had your wife's mentality. Well, yeah, and she's she's generally been cool about the secret recording. Uh, what I got in trouble for yesterday, or not in trouble, but she came home. She's like, oh, and of course I was listening uh, when y'all were talking to Wolchuk. I was like, so what if you're listening? We're talking oh, about She's yeah. like, when Zach said, uh, don't bring Bobby because he'll take the girl. Yeah. I was like, no, thanks, No, Zach. you got to say the phrase. Uh, what I don't even remember what he said. Because he will Oh, steal! Oh, is yeah. that what said? Steal your girl? Yeah. Yeah. Steal yo girl! Oh, steal yo girl! Yeah, that is it. That yeah, is. there's there's been uh, there's been two things that's happened from surprise, very uncomfortable and very uncalled for when it comes to the morning show. One, Jared Sandler putting Wolchuk and Chia follow like he suggested that they were going on a drug run. Like when he was on with us the other day, he's just like. Yeah, you know, they left dinner. It was a 30-minute wait, but they still felt like they had to go and, you know, uh, pull, pull a choppy. Uh, so you had Sandler outing them, and then— <laughs> What does that mean? And made, then, made, made it sound very much like uh, like that that scene in Boogie Nights when, when they go in there and try and uh, rob Alfred Molina. Sure. And it then, wasn't that bad. And then Wolchuk, you know, sitting there saying Bobby stole his target— in Oxnard, yeah. very uncool. Very, very uncool. Wives are listening. Second one didn't happen. Oh, the, I know they are. They're they're absolutely listening. But you know they can't get upset. They do the same thing. You mean to tell me a man who doesn't like look at some dude? That, oh man, scrumptious. I, I, I Sarah yeah, saw that a picture ma- of Jason Momoa, Der- dude. Yeah, Sarah saw a picture of Jason Derulo the other day. I had to put up wet floor signs everywhere in my house. They <laughs> were saying they like it. All right, so Tom Brady stand up comedy. Tom Brady. What, what, what is this? Uh, this is the new thing, man. The uh, new thing? For him, it's one of his things that he wants to get into. According to reports, Tom Brady, this is this is Radar Online. This is not like some nothing publication. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, 
apparently maybe his ego got inflated because of the 80s for Brady movie. The experience left him feeling like an all-pro comic. Uh, he kind of has an idea that he wants to get into stand-up comedy. And people are like, dude, no. I hope this is an April Fool's joke, even though it's not April Fool's. Uh, or, uh, you know, this is like anything that he does here is going to negate his entire NFL career if he goes out there and goes and it goes poorly. But Tom Brady, according to Radar Online, might dabble into the improv in a stand-up comedian role. You know what? My first instinct was to laugh at this and want to make fun of it. And then I said, good for him. Maybe he's one of these. And I've been thinking about this. Um, I don't know whether I, 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 I guess you could throw it under the umbrella of if you wanted to be dramatic midlife crisis. But I'm in a midlife evaluation phase. And sometimes I judge like looking at the reading the Bible. You know, yeah, that is. The, yeah, I, I I've a, never heard of the Bible be in the midlife crisis. That's a good midlife crisis to have. You know, mine was you know buy a guitar, get an infinity, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. No, but I like sometimes I look at life decisions and I say, should I, should you just do something to say that you've done it right? Like life is short. We're hitting the midway point. We're in our forties. You and I are. Bobby and Peyton are younger. But I'm like, why not just do something to say that you did it? Versus just like live by the book all the time. And maybe this is what Tom Brady is doing. He's like, I want to try stand-up comedy. People laugh at me. They laugh at me. I'm going to be a broadcaster. I'm sitting here playing as the GOAT. And I want to try this. And if people laugh, they laugh. I can say I attempted and did it in life. But just to see how it would sound. We asked Bobby Bell to put his tremendous writing skills from the NFL Network to use. And come up with... We would do a dark roast. Remember the dark roast at the end of the NFL season? Bobby would write up the roast for every city and team the Cowboys were playing, and R.J. Choppy would deliver it in his Addison Improv best. And that's what we're going to do right here for what Tom Brady's first sound uh, stand-up would sound like. All right, now I have not seen this. Let's hear I it. just got handed this. Why? Um, I thought we decided I that emailed you were going to well, email it to me. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, I, 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 I just didn't want to change things up. And the dark roast, I changed things up. <laughs> Sean is very concerned now. He, he, he can be concerned all he wants. Um, You're the one who wanted to pre-read it I in the past. I did pre-read it, Sean. It was just for he the radio. Did, he, he Thanks for blowing the spot. You did. Um, no, I did. Uh, now I was tr- I was tempting to do a Brady impression yesterday. I was trying this one out. Very hard. Very hard. I'm gonna sound a. T- it's gonna be a cross between Mickey Spagnola and Howie Roseman. Okay. All right. All right. I think that's how it's gonna. Happen. All right. Let's hear. Right, it. Here we go. Let's hear this. It's wonderful to be here in Dallas for the stand-up performance. You know, I think I would. I, okay, go ahead. Or you want me to go the old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I like, I like, I like improv, RJ. Right. Hey, it's wonderful to be in Dallas for this stand-up performance. Woo! My first one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, we got any folks in the crowd? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I just got a bad relationship myself. Not with Giselle, but with Byron Leftwich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm already laugh track Peyton. Oh, I had to call so many audibles at the line of scrimmage. My teammates started calling me Peyton Manny with rings. No! Oh, oh, that was for you, no. RJ. 
I, I'm kidding. Byron's a nice guy. I love how he heroically hopped down the field on one leg to lead Marshall's offense. You know, but I needed a real football guy as my offensive coordinator, not Kerry Strug. Which will never get old. Everyone loves yeah. the Carrie Strug reference. And some people I know had a thing for Carrie Strug. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. Gymnasts. Oh. I had a thing for gymnasts growing up. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they can make you the pummel horse. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get uh, Okay. <laughs> I was thinking body type, and you guys are thinking right. yeah. Yeah. flexibility. Absolutely. Back to Tom. You know, but I am missing one ring these days, Sean. I got divorced <laughs> recently. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure you guys heard the rumors about Giselle having an affair with my former teammate, Antonio Brown. But don't blame her. Don't blame her. She was just trying to get back at me for my affair with Jim Gray. Oh, 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 oh it's a podcast. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, we're co-parenting now, her and I. It can be a tough thing because you really find out how many differences you have. You're raising your kids. Want your divorce? Like, do we raise them in her religion or mine? Are we okay with future step parents disciplining them? Does it have to come from one of us? Because you know, Giselle does not believe in spanking, but I know for a fact that Jim Gray does. Oh, oh, two Jim Gray jokes yeah, in one yeah, sentence, Bobby. Yeah, that's good. All that's right. good. Really quick. That was the only one. No, I'm just kidding no, about cool. Jim Gray. It's actually kind of weird going out and dating again. But I may have found love right here in Dallas. Yes, I might have. Went out to dinner for this weekend. I surprised her for her birthday. It was almost perfect, Sean. Almost perfect. You know, the only thing that kind of ruined it was she kept getting interrupted by some dude who was sending consecutive texts and multiple exclamation points. And we left it off while watching Korean barbecue. Oh, 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 oh. Payne Russell in the crowd. Payne Russell in the house. Hey. Oh, but I but I have more time for relations now. My playing career is over. It's going to be really weird not playing football this year, though. Last time I didn't play a single snap. And the NFL was 1999. Yeah, let me give you guys perspective on how long ago that was. 1999, Kurt Warner burst onto the scene, winning the MVP for the St. Louis Rams. Chan Gailey was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And Ray Lewis still owned a white suit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A murder joke. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I'm out of the league, though. It doesn't give me a chance to speak more on freely and NFL matters, NFL issues like the script that Arian Foster says the NFL used. That's false. There is no script dictating the outcome of games. Tony Romo failed all on his own, Cowboy fans. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. We got a Tony Romo joke. Nine God, nine God, nine oh, God. Chills. <laughs> a lot of conversation, though, around Dak Prescott where he ranks one of the league's best quarterbacks. I think people have just missed the boat on him, Bobby. I think his best comparison is Dan Marino. Agreed. His, his name begins with a D, and he'll never win a Super Bowl. Oh, well, that's not nice. Oh, no. That's a joke, Cowboy fans. Lighten up. Dan Marino would never throw that many interceptions. Oh, oh, I know, Mariah. Holy cow. Oh, just re- rude. Oh, man. I'll tell you, Cowboy fans, I think the, the Cowboys should definitely sign Trayvon Diggs to a long-term extension. It's for the good of the league, Sean. Good of the league. NFL is always looking to increase ratings. And 80 yard touchdown passes weekly in primetime TV slots is a great way to get excited about the National Football League. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a touchdown joke. That's a bird quarterback joke. <laughs> that's enough commentary on the league for now. I got to save a little bit of stuff for my new employer, Fox. That's right, going to be in the broadcast booth just as soon as I hire John Gruden to send a few emails from Greg Olson's work account. <laughs> oh, that's a racist joke. <laughs> Tip your waitresses a Tolo. <laughs> What was the last line? Tip your waitresses and Tola. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I, I love that. I don't care about. Oh, I, I don't think I'm the only one. I, that brings tears to the eyes. Bobby's <laughs> writing. 
Choppy's delivery, Tom Brady looking at the stand-up career. Headlines are next. We got a Godsmack ticket giveaway during the Expressway. Steven Jones updating you on all things Cowboys. The Mavericks lose again. Stars back in action. And what did the heads of the Rangers tell our radio station yesterday from Surprise? Headlines on a hump day. day. Right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 